Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Jeff Fisher. Jared Brandon. Chris Graham. And me, Todd Novak. Hey, how are you? We are so very happy you were listening. Um, I mean, that's not very like cool or punk or anything like that, but <laughs> we're so happy. So I don't know. <laughs> we should have this is, and then we should have all synchronized said guitar knobs together. It'd been real cheesy. No, we have an intro. Oh, it's, it's already on cheesy. The, it's on the these knobs. The thirty episodes. <laughs> Still haven't listened to one. I mean, it, it would be like a live thing. We would do every time. Um. <laughs> hey, everybody out there. Hello. We want to say hello to you, and um, I'd like to give. Okay, this is going to sound, uh, this might be a little strange, but I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, I was talking with somebody who um, was very interested in how, uh, how wide we're being spread. Uh, you know, we were talking about being in, in different countries. <laughs> that sounds off. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but hey, you can, say, you can say anything in our new country now, apparently. So what oh, boy. that mm-hmm. for it? Anyways. Um, so I was telling him about how there was this, uh, there was one person <laughs> registered, and I'm gonna, I'm, I hope I'm saying this right, but the the Alland Island, Alland Islands. It's the A with a little circle over it, and it's, uh, it's, it, I believe it's off of Finland. So there's this remote island off of Finland. I want to live there. That sounds wonderful. And we have one listener there. And I was like, there's one person on this tiny little island. What's the internet access there like, I wonder? I don't know. Is it fast? Maybe it's awesome. Maybe he has like a pirate ship. It might be on the, like the, one of the cables, one of the underwater cables. Maybe it's really fast. Could be. I don't know. That'd be awesome. It's got to be satellite. I don't know how to say it though, but it's A L A N D, I believe. Most of the internet is under Island, Island. Anyways, so here's what I was thinking: like, if that person is listening, please go to our website and send me a note. I would love to actually talk to you, and 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 I mean, heck, we could even have you call in. I would love to hear what like the guitar scene is on Island <laughs> Island. Um. It's uh, it, it it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's official language there, Swedish. Um, so I guess it it's uh, it's a pretty small island. It's pretty small. I bet it's beautiful there. But anyways, person on Island Island, <laughs> contact us at theguitarnobs.com. I would love to have a conversation with you. Huh. Um, it's yeah, it's right in between um, Sweden and Finland. Just north. It's like there's it's east like, of Stockholm. It's like it didn't couldn't really decide if it wanted to be Finnish or Swedish. I know people in Stockholm. So do I. My family's actually from uh, um, Uppsala, I think. Huh. No, somewhere. Well, yeah, I think it's I think it's Uppsala, um, it's Sweden. Anyways, cool. Um, okay, so that's out of the way. Um. I don't know if it's an actual person who lives there or downloaded it while they were like visiting. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know, but I'm so intrigued. So, anyways, uh, hope to hear from you soon. Um, 
maybe I mean that'd be a pretty good thing to do like just sit and listen to our show and like the sauna right we like to sauna out there it's a big thing I think who does racist Todd no I'm being <laughs> serious right the, the the especially Finland the Finnish love the sauna mm. um anyways hope to hear from you so other than that um, we've got uh, people for, I don't want to, you know, be neglectful of all the other people. Um, we're constantly getting new listeners from new countries and it's, it's super fantastic and I love it. Um, and I would absolutely love to hear from you, um, wherever you are. So please, uh, contact us and, and we can strike up, strike up a conversation. Maybe there's something cool that we can talk about. Have you on via Skype or something even. Um, so let's get to it the said podcast uh what is new in our musical worlds today fellas jared well i talked about the l6-s and uh the gibson the gibson that's right and i won one on ebay for 200 and i don't know it was inexpensive because they usually go anywhere from 900 to 1700 dollars with all the parts but i bought a body and it's just the body but i have connections to <clears throat> refinish the uh the guitar to my liking and what uh, color I, is it right now it is natural and the finish is off and it's got some red stain crap on it looked like somebody spilled kool-aid on it to be honest wow. with you but uh, Wait, I got so, it cheap, and, and I can have it done however I want. I, I don't know if I'm going to do a natural or a solid color. Uh, the back of the neck, um, it's it's one of those three-piece laminated deals, but the center piece, is, it's got some beautiful flame maple. Really? So I'm thinking about maybe doing a natural. If, when they strip it all, it, when they get it stripped down, and I get a chance to see what the... The bodywood grain looks like. It I might looks like that. mid-century furniture color. A little bit, yeah. You know like what I mean? Sort of nitro, kind of that seventies yeah. man. I mean, these thing. these things came out in the seventies. I'm gonna guess they're a lot lighter than the Les Pauls that came out. Um, as I mentioned before, um, uh, Richard Williams of uh, um, Kansas you're, you're, played we're, that. We're distracting the crap out of Jared. Yeah, so he's looking at the screen. I, like, I, I know, man. I take out the trash. Just, what? Take out the trash. <laughs> what? <laughs> man, I take the trash out all the time. <laughs> okay, so tell us about the Richard Williams played one, and I love the sound he got out of it. And I just, I just gotta have one. I want to see what it was all about. I just gotta have it. So. Okay, so why? Tell me about it. It's different. the it, The pickups were made different than any other pickup for any other model i mean the uh, bill lawrence i believe was in charge of the pickup uh thing in at gibson and kalamazoo at the time and this is early 70s and uh they're a very low output pickup with uh ceramic magnets surrounding uh the bobbins so you you're gonna get a real super bright sound hmm. and uh that's the only they were called the True Blues. It's two two humbuckers, yeah. Right, two humbuckers. There's no screw pole pieces, um, so all you see is a chrome cover with no holes. Um, really, very interesting. You have to dig it apart and ruin it just to see how it was made. 
So I'm, I'm very intrigued. What kind by of that. neck? Tell us about the neck. The neck. I got to tell you, I've never had one in my hands. Okay. So I don't know. It's so it's going to be a surprise the, to me. Um, I don't know if it's going to be. Board. It's no. I'm sorry. The <laughs> <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. So the neck itself is maple. Like the fretboard is rosewood on this. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's a you know it's got a rosewood. Is that is that common? Um, you see both. Okay. I don't know which one is uh, more. Uh, we're Common, at, but uh, we're we're, 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 we're pulling them up on the screen. We're kind of looking at them, but I'm I'm I can't I'm not looking, so I'm acting the maple, like a listener. Yeah, so I can they're known to it. have the maple fingerboards. Yeah, that's what they're known for. They so, do. The finish does look very unique. It almost looks like linseed oil. Yeah, is ooh, that, is it, it has a, a gloss on it? Pretty though. thin neck. Yeah, it looks like. I think. Well, the body is what I'm saying. That it just looks odd. Yeah. I don't I don't put anything past Gibson. In the 70s, the Norlin years. Yeah. So nothing would surprise me. Guitars, in my opinion, the guitars were not put together um, nearly as well as they were in the 50s, mid-60s, and then back in the 80s. The quality, in my opinion, the quality started to go up again. Yeah. It it has a tone selector, which I I like tones. I think tone selectors are kind of cool. Very tone. Very tone switch. Yeah. And uh, I bought an original wiring harness because i wanted the original wiring it's hard to recreate those um just looking at a diagram so i yeah but everything else i'll probably just you know scavenge and put it on there and i'll I'll make it look good and correct it's got a really neat uh bridge too yeah that's what is known as the harmonica bridge they're a you see these in the early 70s through mid 70s mm-hmm. and then they replaced them with the uh, Nashville the Nashville bridge um but yeah they're uh, I mean, uh they're designed like that tunematic. i believe yeah the tunematic the ABR1 was the first bridge version that came out and it said uh you know Gibson ABR1 on the on the back of it and then there was a patent number that was stamped on the back. It said Gibson patent number, all these numbers. And then the harmonica came out. That's called the harmonica bridge yeah. just because of the shape of it. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to guess that. So it's, it's it's long, slim, rectangle, all chrome. And yeah. It looks like it has, it looks like it has uh, like audio sliders. Well, yeah. As the, mm. as the actual saddles. It's cool. I like that. There's a lot more room for intonation, uh, intonation yeah. on those. But mm. uh, I don't think the looks of them survived. I, don't, I just, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't, I don't know the history been, of those. It, it looks like it's a lot costlier to make than a tunematic, too. It's possible. It looks like someone took a, a single-piece neck, you know, like a through-body neck, cut a Les Paul in half, and then took... The pieces of the Les Paul body and put them on a through neck. It's well, they're super wide Les Paul. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange body shape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like let's not make a junior. Let's make a thinner body and wider. So let's make a. An but it S- also has a bevel like a like a sixty four Melody Maker. Let's do a yeah. So let's do a uh, a Les Paul SG mash. You know, let's mash one together and see what we get. Guess that is a nitro finish. You can see the cracking and 
one of the pictures we're yeah. looking at. So it looks okay, and it's got you know really cool electronics on it that. Well, there's a there's a nice balance between utility and flair with it. It like yeah. the flair isn't like obvious flair. It's that kind of like oh wait, there's a little cool thing on it, which I I do like. But I can't not see my grandma's coffee table. It's the same <laughs> mm-hmm. kind yeah. of wood, the same color, the same like little metal fittings and stuff. And it's like plain, but just not plain. Mm-hmm. Just past plain. Well, yeah, they woodenized everything back in the 70s. I mean, your reel to reel decks yep. and your stereo system. Had I mean, if you're looking at that right on. now, think, think about this. Like, if, if, if we didn't tell you this was a, was a Gibson L, LS6, I would never guess. You'd probably say, like, it's a Reverend or something. They just, just based on, like, it's got just enough style to be cool. But it's still a little just like, huh, and a little wider body. This is going to sound weird. It almost looks a little Russian, the body. There's something Eastern about it a little bit. Because it's just, it's just barely oversized. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I see. If I, if, if I didn't know that, I would, and someone said, what, what guitar is this? We're looking at, I'm looking at a red one now with a black pick guard. I would say, that looks like it's going to be a new Reverend. But that's just me, what ifs? Or like a Hagstrom or something. Like it has that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, it just yeah, has that yeah. sort of. I could see that. Um, a big, you know, it's a big round. It, it's not a squashed bell at the bottom. It's a big round bell with a, with a large upper doesn't look American. Upper upper horn? No, it doesn't. You know, it makes me wonder if they built that guitar around the pickups, because Bill Lawrence was known for, um, you know, coming out with. Bill Lawrence was known for a lot of things. Okay, that's true. But as far as pickup goes, this is his early, you know, early years. And uh, what else did Bill Lawrence contribute to the guitar world? Tell us. Tell everyone as a. All I know is the pickup, the pickup. Uh, thing that that's all I know about the Bill pick Lawrence. His pickups, pickups, pickups. His 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 pickup design. Okay, and he was a pickup artist. Oh, mm. oh yeah, well played. Okay, yeah, fair game. I'm ready to learn from you if you know something I don't know about Bill Lawrence. No, but uh, I actually don't know a lot about Bill Lawrence. I don't either. He um, he had his own pickup business for a long time, mm-hmm. and I I think I think they're still active. But he I worked. But he's right. working for he's working yeah. for Gibson at Kalamazoo he, at this he point. He worked in time. for Gibson in the seventies, and he is he responsible for this design? I'm not going to say for the guitar, but I know he is for the pickups, and those are known as True Blues Bill Lawrence humbuckers because he designed. He came in that uh, pickup place, and he, I think I, I don't know who designed the Dirty Finger, but I think the Dirty Finger pickup. You're looking at me like. What are you I mean, talking about, dude? Uh, Have you ever no. heard of Gibson Dirty Fingers? <laughs> no. The pickups? They're a very high output pickup. Um, both of the, it's a humbucker, and both of the bobbins have um, adjust, screw adjustment or adjusting screws. Okay. So that's known as a dirty finger, and it's very high output. It's, it's very potent. Okay. So. This early design of this uh, humbucker that I'm talking about, this 
what they call it a true blues, Bill Lawrence. Mm-hmm. The only model that I can see that those came on was this L6S. Interesting. So, so the L6S has dirty fingers. No, they're I just they're miss? called true. Did blues. I just miss something? Well, the dirty oh, fingers. True blues. Dirty fingers came came at a later time. I gotcha. And uh, the true blues are uh, one of his earlier. I'm gonna guess they're one of his earlier designs. So it's just a lower output. It's a very lower. low output, but a high magnet, a high magnetic field. Ah, very powerful ah. magnets. Now we're getting somewhere. Same as the dirty finger, except for uh, dirty fingers are like 16k, and the uh, so they're very high. Jeez. And yeah, these. True blues are a low output, like a 5.6. Wow. They're much lower than a normal humbucker. Interesting. So they're going to sound real midi and... and Man, uh, I really want to hear this thing, man. I want to hear it too. And I've never... Damn. Like I said, uh, Richard Williams of Kansas played one of these Yeah, for a long time. I don't know what he actually recorded with. I just know he played one of them. Yeah, Bill Lawrence is old now. And what I wanted to say earlier when we were talking about the hardware is I think during this time as well that Gibson was actually importing uh, German-made parts. Really? Like, I think their early, uh, their early tunematic bridges were actually from Germany. Really? It would have been a great yeah. place to get cheap manufacturing back then. Yeah. In the 70s. Man, so much of I well, okay, so you gotta keep us posted. We're gonna post maybe can you put up uh we can take some photos and stuff? Absolutely. I'd love to do the setup on that if we got a video of y'all walking over and just taking a photo or something. Like that. That'd be too funny. Um <laughs> uh, Chris, what's going on? Um, let's see. I so uh I am an audio mastering engineer, so I'm in recording world all the time, but I don't normally record. And this week, my brother, he's a marching band director, so uh, he had me record his band, um, which was fun. The whole band? It's 250 people. <laughs> what? They're, they're a high school band, but they're one of like the top high school bands in the nation. That's wow. Grove City High School, Columbus, yeah. Ohio. So they're crazy good. They're better than most colleges. And uh, so we bought, uh, I bought new mics for this project. How many mics? I did it on just a pair of mics and then had a, a backup pair that recorded to a separate system. But I bought AKG 414, C414 mics, and they are, they were always my favorite at the first studio I worked at. I've never owned a pair, and they are, it's like the sound of rock. Really? <laughs> and you listen to these things. They're like AKG 443? Uh, yeah, that top. Oh, yeah. Right there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, That's my. what you kind of classically see draped in front of a. Draped in front of an amp. Um, yeah. People use them on amps. They use them on drum overheads. But it's making me want to record again because I plugged this bad, these bad Mamie Jamas in and started goofing around with them. And I was like, oh, damn. That sounds, my voice sounds so good on these. So, okay, wait a minute. Uh, okay, so I'm picturing there's 200 people there on a field. Uh, they were in an auditorium. And when you record a band like that, you take a pair of mics and you put them on a really long pole mm-hmm. to get above the band. And then you, point them down at the band. And the recording turned out great. Here's a question. So if that, with that pole, like obviously the longer the pole, potentially the more, the more accentuated any movement you're going to have at the end of the pole with a weight on it. Well, the pole doesn't move a whole lot. The big idea of having a tall pole, excuse me, and you, same thing at a rock concert. 
you're going to record a rock concert, you want to put the mics on a big, tall pole in the middle of the room so that you get good balance. As mm -hmm. you get them into the middle of the room, it's not like you're not going to have someone that's standing right next to the mics and you hear them right. talking, you know, right. the whole concert. So same concept where you're trying to get balance between all the instruments. Yeah, you mm -hmm. want to give the listener the experience that they're there. Exactly, yeah. So it's a, we use a stereo pair and, man. Wow. The, those mics are, I almost brought them tonight. Mm -hmm. They sound so good. Yeah, it, next time bring them in. It'd be right. cool to like just not drop them. Indeed. <laughs> I love <laughs> microphones, man. I had an obsession with microphones when They're I was the, a little kid. Microphones are flipping cool. They are cool. We're using yeah. Heel PR40s. They're like podcasting mics. These are, AKGs are very different. They're like, yeah. a, they're like the Swiss army knife of recording studios because uh, you can do basically any polar pattern, uh, pickup pattern. Uh, mm -hmm. So you can be super directional or totally non-directional and they, everything you put in them sounds it's a diaphragm big, mic, big and thick. Right? Yeah, it's a large diaphragm condenser mic, but. Wow, that's cool, man. It was buy one, get one half off. I couldn't resist. Can't so it was still like It was a lot, it was like 15, dollars yeah. It was like $1,600. Damn. But I, have the, I have the little sister or brother of this guy. What's that? The 214. The 214 is great. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I have one of those. They're wonderful. Yeah, AKG does it right. They're made in Austria. You're our yeah. friend in Finland. Uh -huh. mm. uh, sort of. Well, I mean, near the sense that are. they're not here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they, they sound great. That's cool. Indeed. Um, Jeff, what is, what's going on? Uh, so after our last podcast, I stole that Wampler. Uh, pedal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tell us about that pedal. That pedal was fun, and isn't it nice? So thick. It was thick, thick and fat, which is so good. <laughs> so good. I mean, considering where we are now, like our first like five episodes was just laden with that kind of thick, jokery, fat, warm, yeah, jangly. Jangly. Yeah. All right. So tell us about the com the compression fun times. It was thick and fat. Okay. So 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 you but you what? were you were surprised. So you said you were surprised. You were. Yeah, I mean the uh, that tone of that that thickness is something I've always tried to get. How do you get it? And now I know it's it's the compressor. pedal that compressor pedal man. It is specifically the wet dry blend. Yeah. Whoo-wee. That was nice. Very so nice. yeah. Tried a couple different, uh, you know. I tried every setting just to see the range it could do. Mm -hmm. Did you do like he said? Like put it on a on a sample? No, I just messed around with it. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't get into that one's a lot easier it, but than to learn. Even though it's got more yeah. knobs, like you turn that sucker on and it's immediately like, it's pretty oh simple. my gosh, yeah, my tone is so thick. Love yeah. it. Mm, yeah. Mm. It's a beautiful thing. So I might have to get one, but I don't really need one, but I might have to get yeah, you one. You kind of need to get one. I don't know if I need to get one. Wampler. Wampler. Yeah. Well, compression. <laughs> so, yeah. So, hey, listen, people, if you are wondering what the crap we're talking about, you're going to have to listen to the previous episode. Uh, that would have been um, number third, number 29. Uh, and that is the, uh, we, we talk all about compression. So if you haven't heard that one, give it a listen. Um, as for me and mine, um, I have, uh, just been, we've been extremely busy, 
but trying to, trying to stay on top of um, just uh, maintenance. So I was just kind of, I, I, I kind of went through uh, my guitars and, and like a couple of them, like assessing, all right, you know, it's new string time, um, just making sure everything's nice and I'm not getting any, you know, crackles on the pots and stuff. So I like to do that like at least twice a year, just kind of go through them all and make sure everything's all nice and tuned up and gives me something to do. Um, and uh, that was, uh, you know, it, it's like a weird intimate thing with your with your guitars. It's like, what do we got here? <laughs> take your strings off. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, it's like a, yeah. Yeah. Shh, let me take your strings off. <laughs> <laughs> Let me rub um, you down with this lemon oil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's <laughs> getting weird now. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I was just doing that. And that also, the nice thing about when you do that is that um, not only are you going to keep your, your pots nice and, and loose and smooth and non-crackly and junk, loose and smooth. What do you use? Do you use the uh, electrical spray cleaner? If, well, the, before I just dump that in there, if it if if I get any kind of crackle or whatever, I'll just sit there and and mm, twist work it, it back like and work forth. it work it back and forth, real slow, sometimes a little bit faster. Work it, <laughs> dude! Work it. You guttered. Work it. <laughs> but but no, I mean if you just it has it has the ability to kind of heal itself unless it's gone mm-hmm. for a long time without it. So. You just get in there and give up it a and down, know. up and down. Yeah, it's just, if it's forth. too dry and crackly, you just spray the lube. Yeah, tune in Tokyo. Boop, boop, boop. Anyways, <laughs> um, so the anyways, what I was saying after that, um, you know, you go through each little part um, and and you know check them all out, and then you end up playing them. So, which is different than if I would have said I'm going to sit down and play every one of my guitars this this week. That that's almost like a forced sort of it's way of doing. It's gotta happen naturally. Yeah. So you, you you know you get familiar and you remember. Oh, you know I I know what I like about this one. Oh, I'd love to play this particular song on it while I'm doing the intonation, just making sure everything's kosher. So um, that's what I was doing, and it was super fun and I liked it a lot. Um, so that brings us to our main topic of. The podcast, which is um, gigging stuff, um, you know, I think we there are aspects of our playing life that we enjoy just doing it at home, um, and then there's also stuff that we like, uh, you know, we 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 gig out. Um, hopefully, uh, if you have never had a chance to go play a gig for whatever reason, that sometime you do. It's a it's a pretty fantastic thing um so but when you do go and gig out um it requires sort of uh you know a different kind of setup a different kind of mentality you're not just grabbing your guitar and plugging in at your house and your slippers and it's like you you kind of have to be prepared for anything and that's what we uh, are talking about today like how do we go about Gigging. How would we prepare ourselves to go do that? Um, I think in in depending on what you're into, you know, there's you you hear the term like a go bag or 
um, you know, a bail bag or... I call it my everything bag. Yeah, everything bag. It's like, I need dehydrated food. I need a Mylar... <laughs> uh, <laughs> I need a Mylar blanket. And <laughs> Oh, you were kidding. I actually no. have those things in my... It's a big bag. Yeah, so it's a big It's a big... It's like a backpack. It's like a satchel. Well, like why, a don't man satchel? why don't okay. you just start? Why don't you just start? Wait, wait. Hang on. To clarify, uh, just in case somebody's like, oh, what the hell are you guys talking about? Um, when you go to play at a gig, um, you, need you, a bag. You, have your, you have your guitar. Or a satchel. Or satchel. And you have your amp, probably. Unless you're a bass player, and I'm just going to go lie in, man. You know, like, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but you typically have to have a bag or some thing, some container that has your Murphy's Law bag. All of your stuff that you know you're going to need, plus all the stuff that you might need, and all the stuff that you're like, if something crazy happens, I'm prepared. We should address this to our friend in Finland. Um, in America, there's a saying called uh, Murphy's Law. It's this thing, and basically it's this idea. The law is whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Mm -hmm. You need a gig bag to ensure that you can handle when Murphy's Law strikes at the gig, right. because it will. Yeah, and every it's, time. and it's when you think you don't need it that it absolutely will. Yes. You can go years and years without packing... Um, you know, a, a certain element, I, I won't give anything away, but it, you know, if you only bring you five it, strings yeah. and it, the string you don't have is the one you that's will break. the one you're going to break. Yeah. Murphy. Anyhow. All right. So, and the, and the cool thing is here, we've got different elements. So we got, we got bass and guitar. We've got like st stereo guy. <laughs> <laughs> Stereo guy. <laughs> stereo guy. True stereo. Stereo amp guy. And we've got um, I'm all in one to Mr. Bojangles acoustic jammy jam. <laughs> and then we have like, hey, rock Mr. And tambourine man. Rock what? and roll Sorry. guitar and vocals. All right, Chris. So uh, I love kits. Uh, kits being all the things you need for a certain activity. So I've got like my luthier guitar repair kit. I've got my. Uh, fixing the car kit. Yeah, got my. I'm going to a gig kit, and my everything bag is a cool nylon satchel. And um, when you say satchel, describe this satchel. Describe said satchel. It's something that like MacGyver or um, MacGruber, MacGruber or the guy from Twenty Four would wear. Okay. So is it made out of seat belts or something? No, it's a nice satchel. It's Jack Bauer. Is it a Jack Bauer? Is it a duffel bag? No, it's a satchel. So like it's something that you would probably keep like a laptop and some books in. Oh, like a metro Like bag. a metro, a metro yeah. laptop bag. Like a metro bag. Um, okay. Anyways, so satchel. Uh, when I gig, which is very rare now cuz I've got 3 kids, um, I use a, a looper pedal and I've got uh, seven or eight pedals on my pedal board that all go in, and it's because I'm a nerd. It's you know your guitar in, but there's also a mic in. You can patch into the looper pedal with a modified uh, EQ pedal that turns it on and off, uh, and then it's stereo out, so two direct outs of my board, so that I can do uh, stereo 
delays and reverb and also can pan with this pedal board between different loops. So a lot can go wrong. Um, I use the, oh, I can, I'm blanking on their name. The cables I use are the ones that you can like, you cut them and then you can screw them together without solder. Uh, like the sinusoid? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. What, what are those called? Uh, well, they're solderless. They're solderless, yeah, solderless. Yeah, start with it's an like L. L. They start with an Greg L. Greg something, I don't well, know. A lot of people make them now, so I yeah. mean, gotcha. are you talking about a specific brand name? Yeah, it's whatever. It's like, like basically was... almost every cable company right now is gotcha. some form of that. When I started using these, they were the only ones you could get. Okay. Um, but anyways. They got the little round barrel caps on yeah, them? Yeah, yeah. And they, they work most of the time, but then they often break, and you have to... So 60% of the time, they work 70% of the time. But, uh, yeah, I don't see it. George L's. Yes, there you yes. go. I have many, many, many George L's. I probably that's have $300 not, expensive, dude. worth of George L's. It's crazy expensive. So well, I have a George L, which I don't like. Ooh. Yeah, they sound good, though. I can't, it can't get it to stay connected. Well, let me tell you why. If you're using the George L's, you must use a very specific type of wire cutter. You can't use the normal wire cutter because you have to get a perfectly squared Square off edge. 90 degree. Mm. Oh, so you have to use like a pet toenail clipper type thing. Sorta, yeah, exactly. that's exactly what you have to use. If you mm. don't use that, they don't work. So otherwise you're pinching it and it's, yeah. it's gonna so make a little piece of licorice. I have like a special wire cutter that I use when I'm making. <laughs> Anyways, my bag. So uh, in my bag, I always have extra George L's extra George L cable. Um, I always have, I usually have gaffer's tape, and we were talking about this beforehand. Um, I forgot a guitar strap one time, so I made a guitar strap out of gaffer's tape, and it worked great. I still have the guitar strap. Okay, and we're talking about gaffer's tape. <laughs> gaffer's tape. Okay, for those who, who haven't worked in the film industry. <laughs> or the theater industry. Or the theater industry. It's um, duct tape's way cooler older brother that is also works out a lot and has big muscles mm -hmm. and you could definitely make rope that you could use to scale down the side of a building mm -hmm. with gaffer's tape quite easily. typically seen hanging from a cord uh, style loop on the side of someone working on a set with multiple colors designating different uses indeed gaffer's tape is amazing it costs like fifty dollars a roll <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't. But, but you it's could a lot. use duct tape. You could, you could use duct tape. But yeah, so I keep that in there. What I always gorilla have gorilla tape. I always have gorilla tape. I have dehydrated food because I always know, like, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm, right before I play, I'm gonna have like low blood sugar, and then I'm gonna play bad. So I've got. I I prefer Justin's peanut butter. Are you diabetic? No, I'm just like. You just know. I just know I'm gonna get hungry, and I, I don't want to play hungry. Bathroom every like the minute we have to go to the I'm like, oh my gosh, I got it. I'm the same way. But probably more intense. That's it. See, that's a good idea because I think, yeah, we'll talk about a couple other things. Keep going. But yeah, Justin's peanut butter that they make these little packages, so it's like almond butter mm -hmm. in a little tiny package, and you eat it, and then you feel amazing. For, so for like runners. Yeah, for like runners. Yeah. So I keep that stuff in there. I have my Gerber multi tool. Got right. to have that thing because it's everything. Or Planet Conscious Thieves, who don't have a getaway car. There you go. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else I keep in there. I always keep extra guitar cables, obviously. Yeah. Uh, and then um, let me see if there's anything else. Obviously, extra guitar picks, extra strings. 
an extra string winder because it was an acoustic guitar. If you break a string and you don't have the string winder tool, you can't get the freaking thing out of your guitar to put the new string in the the peg. So, um, not without losing the fingernail, anyways. Yeah. (laughs) Capo? Oh, yeah. So, let me talk about capos. I have, I love me some capos. So, I also like to use partial capos. We've talked about this before, I think. Yeah. Uh, I love partial capos. That's like when a girl gives you the finger, like the middle finger. You know, like with like when they do like kind of a middle uh, finger and yeah. they, they just keep the other ones kind of up yeah. there and they just, so it's like eh. the middle finger tip and it's like, eh. That's exactly what it is. Um, but I have, <laughs> That's exactly uh, well, I forget the brand I used to use, but um, I use the G7th capos. Right. I have many G7th capos. I love them, and I keep backups in my bag. You said you're gonna bring me one. You're gonna let me borrow one. Did I say that? Yeah, well, I'll bring one in. Do that. Oh, a partial capo. Yeah, I was gonna do. That. I totally forgot. Yeah. I will do that. I partial also said capo. I was gonna bring my old timey Appalachian mandolin in, but I didn't. Well, there you go. So okay, next episode. That's what we're doing. But yeah, G seventh capos. Lots of extras because when I play, like I, I'm a songwriter too. So, so and, what do you like about the G seventh capo? Just out of curiosity. Well, I will tell you. One, and pretty much the only thing that matters, is adjustable tension. So the Kaiser capos with the big old screen spring in them that everybody uses are yeah. awful because they just put all this tension on your strings. And it's kind of like if you're playing guitar and you put too much pressure on the string, it hits the fret and then keeps going, and that stretches the string and makes the note go sharp. Uh, on a capo, it's even worse because I'm sure you guys have experienced this before. We're not being paid to say this, but... You're playing in your band, and you put a capo on your guitar, and suddenly you're no longer in tune with your bass player or your keyboard player. Dude. G7th capos are awesome for that because you can... Bring your bag of capos in, and I will bring bring my uh, my Godana arch top in because that's where I struggle with that thing. It's all pressure. It's, yeah, exactly. So you can control the exact amount of pressure that you want. Right. right. So it's pushing just hard enough to get it just onto the fret. So and you then don't lose your tuning. You don't lose your tuning. Okay. They're I, so I need to go to cable school. Awesome. I love okay. them. Because I've got, I mean, the one I use is adjustable, but these I, are so, I still feel like I, I'm sharp. Well, there's a it's couple different types like you wanna, of these. You really want to I want to clamp, clamp it down. It tight. Yeah. Which yeah. You can, the you opposite just, of what you want to do. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, the G7th is great because you can, you don't have to, like on a Shub capo, those are the adjustable ones that everyone has. Uh, you're like cranking down on it with a screw and it can snap off while you're playing, which used to happen to me all the time when I used to use Shub. Wait a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, uh, the G7th is great because you just squeeze See, it. I can't stand, I hate those things. The Shubs? The shubs yeah. O- only because, I, like, in uh, in one of the bands that I'm playing in, it's like, we got to take it on and off and on and off and on. It's like, you know, every yeah, other what do you song do is it? like, yeah. so I'm like, now I got to sit there and futz with this thing. Forget it. Yeah, the G7th is great because it comes off with the flick of a switch. So you can pull it off. And then yeah. when you squeeze it, you squeeze it with your fingers and there's a clutch in it. And it automatically grips mm, that's cool. as hard as you pull, as hard as you squeeze it. Yeah. So, and then you can grab it and squeeze it on your headstock or you can squeeze it on your, on your nut. And, uh, oh, <laughs> and uh, he they're did. awesome. <laughs> he almost oh, did. Your brain really <laughs> wanted to go there. 
I have a Dun. I have a Dunlop. Oh God, those are awful. Thanks. I hate those. So I don't much. use it that much. That's my backup. Oh man, that's my old one. That's a backup because I wouldn't even use that as a I doorstop. Couldn't, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't get it. it. It just. I was like, "What the crap is wrong it's with my guitar?" Because the tension like, is so freaking strong in this yeah, case. It was like, mm-hmm. yeah, you. you <laughs> It's very hard for those to use. But yeah, the G7, they're expensive. They cost about as much as two capos. Yeah. But boy, oh boy, oh boy, are they great. So oh the ones with the uh, the the ones with the, the small rubber uh, point. Wheel. The yeah. shub. Yeah, the shub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The shubs are okay for, from an intonation standpoint because you can adjust the tension, but they're very difficult to adjust the tension. And, and most necks have at least some taper to them. Yeah. So as you... If you want to cape on your second cape on your second fret, it looks great. But then you want to cape on your fifth fret, and suddenly it's way too tight with the yeah. shub. All right, G seventh right. takes care of all that. All right, we're gonna we gotta we're gonna have a capo time next time. That's Sweet, what we're gonna talk. I think about. we just did it. G seventh, we salute you. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just nailed. Capo. I mean, maybe private capo time, but um, we'll I've see. tried every capo known to man. The G seventh. Will you just bring in your grab bag? I will, capo? I will bring in oh, a capo so cool. capo grab bag. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay, so what else? Um, What's okay? Let me ask you a question. What is? What, give us a give us a gig bag story. Like you're like, oh man, I can't believe I don't have this. I mean, you kind of did with your strap, but or oh, thank goodness I didn't take this out of my bag for ten years, and now I need it. Um, or well, something else like that's I, less specific I used than to those. Always carry around. Like there's other little odds and ends like gum and sharpie markers to. I, I, this doesn't ha- hasn't happened any time recently, but I used to sign lots of autographs when I would play, mm-hmm. and uh, so I always had had to have like, like other people's autographs. Well, I would I would play at like high school Steve Winwood in middle school events. <laughs> so these kids were like, sign my shoe. Like, okay, there's my backup Sharpie marker. But uh, I'm trying to think if uh, I mean it was it's it's Murphy's Law. It was always like whatever. I had forgotten to put in there. Mm-hmm. That was what I needed mm-hmm. that night. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's happened a hundred times at least. Mm-hmm. Of, I didn't bring my extra capo and I lost my other capo and now I need my backup capo. Or, well, and also if you're playing with a band, you, you band members are notoriously not, for whatever reason. Okay, no, I'm not, I'm not even going to go down this path because I... I will piss people off. <laughs> but people forget things. So you, you yeah, al- you someone almost, has to have something. You almost have to have, like... For other people. Uh, even, if, even if I don't need it, make sure that you have, you bring... Like, I don't need three capos, but if for whatever reason mine breaks and the other person definitely won't bring theirs, then you got it. Yeah. I Yeah, we do stuff with... Uh, I'm involved with Young Life, and it's like a Christian ministry thingy i'll play guitar at sometimes and so with that there's always like slides that they project on the screen Mm -hmm. so i always have to have like a video cable because the Mm. video guy forgets the video cable or a thumb drive to have all the music sheets on for people yeah there's all kinds of yeah extras interesting man oh man well that's a that's a quite a list um that's probably only two-thirds of it i've forgotten most (laughs) of it yeah it's nice because it's got all these little like pockets in it, and each pocket is like it's got something this buried is in it. Extra wire related things, mm-hmm. and this is extra guitar mechanical 
nine yeah. volt battery. As an acoustic guitar player, it got to have the nine volt batteries. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, nine volt batteries. Yeah. Lithium. Mm. Okay, Jared. This green flight bag was that was really important to me. That's what I used to. to was put it all your own my, personal one? It was, and I I got it when I was in the in the military, and then it's kind of special to me. So is when that, I is play that like out, one of those I, big giant duffel ones where you no carry onto the no, no, it's it's a little larger than a bowling ball bag. Oh, is it and weird for me to say oh, that? I know what you're talking about. Sight unseen, I have bag envy. I, I want this bag. This sounds great. <laughs> it would be weird if you said sack envy. I will try to remember to bring it in to show it to you. Yes, please bring in your bag. I yeah. know exactly what you're talking about. I have no idea, but it sounds yeah. great. That's cool. I know. Yeah, they walk out with them. Yeah. yeah, it's a flight bag that's used for a helmet, and who the hell knows what else they put in there. I don't know. I was not. A Mauser. Right. I was <laughs> not in that in the Air Force or anything like that. I was just whatever. So anyway, that was important to me. I also had a, a leather satchel that I kept all my picks in, uh-huh. and I would buy picks in bulk, the orange Dunlop picks, mm-hmm. and I had my, I had one of those pick sleeve deals that you would put on the microphone stand, and I would load that sucker up because I am clumsy and I would drop picks all the time. So you had a whole satchel of picks. That's right. I I do. I still have it, and like when I when I play picks. out, I still use the same stuff, man. So all that stuff that that. Those are just little things that I personally have to have for myself. And when I'm at home, though... But wait, 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 wait. Okay, okay. You just talked about a bag, and you said you got a, a satchel of picks and maybe a couple pedals. But, like... Amp-wise? What else? Big stuff? No, little stuff. Like, what, what's, in the, what's in the bag, Dad? What's in the bag, man? Well, for instance... A 380? I, I, uh, <laughs> I got it out the other day to take inventory of what I had in there, because... If I have if I haven't gigged out in a little while and I I go to check out and see what's in there I like I like to surprise myself with things I forget about like the other day I got it out and I pulled out a glass slide Ooh, I was like yeah. oh I forgot I had this oh that's yeah. always fun where did that go and then you like it, yeah you when you gig out it's and like you leaving a Hershey's kiss in, in your Christmas stocking it's Ooh. a little surprise so when you're gigging out and you're at the show and you're getting ready. You're looking for that one battery, right? To put in your, uh, you know, your wireless guitar unit, uh, wire, whatever. And I always had trouble confusing batteries that were half used yeah. to new battery. I hated that. I so find it's useful to develop the skill of I'm dead serious of being able to tongue. taste yeah. oh. how yes. much electricity is left in a nine volt battery. In a nine volt. Yeah. <laughs> put it on your, you know. Oh, yeah. Tongue. yeah. Your tongue. <laughs> I, can, I can taste a live battery versus almost live battery. So a special piece of equipment. D- d- just Okay, for those out there, don't lick the sides. Just like, <laughs> that's just where the acid put is. Put the two just contacts on, the terminals. Put, on your tongue. Touch the terminals of your tongue. Funny yep. story. Sorry to interrupt. Go when, ahead. when I was like 14, I, was, I had braces, and I was like, what would happen oh, if I dude, touched? We all did that. That's <laughs> a 9-volt battery in my braces. Thing. It was one of the most painful experiences in my life. Yeah. God. I passed out and oh then, and God. came to before my face hit the table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was out for a good half a second. It was awful. The reason was, I yeah. I'd been electrocuted by tube amps 
like dozens of times, like 300 plus volts, but this little nine volt through the skull. Oh, oh. man. It's the most sensitive part of your, like teeth. Teeth are the- Gracious. It's the worst. Mm. Oh my gosh, that hurts so bad. One of my favorite pieces of equipment that I use is, and I still have it today, and I, I try my best to keep this thing going. It's an old Audio Technia, um, Technica. I'm sorry. Uh, wireless uh, guitar, wireless guitar cord unit. Oh yeah. And it actually has an effects loop built in, hmm. and a small button with a little wire that hangs from the uh, the batter, the you know the pack, and you, you press it, and you can go through a. a it's a wet dry switch essentially. Mm-hmm. It's pretty awesome. But why the hell do you need that when you have pedals? You know, so I, I don't think I, I don't remember if I actually use that or not for for live situations because you gotta fumble around and find it. But it had a uh, a velcro that you can actually velcro to your guitars. Well I have multiple guitars. I always took two or three guitars with me, more than two. And uh nowadays I only take one guitar and I'll explain why, but uh, anyway, that that was a great piece of equipment that I have, and uh, so why only one guitar? Didn't that set yourself up for just the mercy? Now, yeah. yeah, I had a guitar built for me uh, from a fellow named Denny Cop, and he builds jazz guitars. But I had him build an electric acoustic, and it, it's mainly an electric guitar, but it has one of those uh, piezo. Pickups and piezo, piezo, you know, piezo pickup. Oh, that's the one that you that you let us borrow. That's right. That's like a super expensive guitar. It is super expensive, but it sounds fantastic. That I had designed so you could play acoustic and electric at the same time. You can split the signal. You know, the acoustic signal is going through a a a Fender acoustic amp. X Bridge that you use on there. Like a tunematic with a piezo output. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And it'll, you know, your regular pickups to, to sound electric. So you can run that at the same time. And I had switches, uh, pedal switch, and I have switch pedals on the floor. And uh, so I could switch back and forth. Uh-huh. It, it was a great utility. Me being the only guitar player in the band. Yeah. It works out perfect. Do you have any gator gum? I don't know what the hell you're talking yeah, about. Remember the Gatorade gum? No. <laughs> oh man, that stuff was great. <laughs> I that was like chewing foil, like the, the sensation ever. of chewing foil with, yeah. with fillings. I would like some do those right kind now. of fillings anymore. Yeah, either. I just dated myself. <laughs> All right, Gator gum. Okay, well we can't wait to see that. Um, see the sack. Ah, see the sack. I'll bring both of them in. <laughs> uh, Hefe. <laughs> yeah. Do it to it, brew it. So when I got into the world of bass, the whole goal for me was like simple and small. Basic? Basic. Well, you could say oh. basic. Oof. You could. So Sorry, that was that was low yeah, of me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, so my gig bag is actually the guitar carrying case. So my the amp I bought was a, a GK. 500, so it's tiny. It is. That is. It's like as big as a glasses case. About that big, which is what, like five or a large sandwich, nine inches or so, which or 
It's a large sandwich. It's like a large sandwich. Mm, large sandwich. So that fits nicely into the the, the pocket. Mm-hmm. All the cables go in there. Um, then you can't go line in. You can't. What? 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 What'd you say? Yes. Okay, I agree. Because they need it. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I'm, I mean, you're, when you say, "Oh, I put my my amp in there," and I'm like, "Well, what happened to your cabinet?" But obviously, you're not taking your cabinet. <laughs> you're kickbacks. So. Never mind, I'm an idiot. Go All ahead. right, go on. Okay. So, gear-wise, again, very simple. It was cords for the amp. So I'd run out of the amp into two separate cabinets. The cabinets were downsized and made really small. Mm-hmm. So super lightweight, easy to port around. And other than that, again, it's nothing Band-Aids. else. Band-Aids? No Band-Aids. Hmm. No backup base. Condoms. No condoms. <laughs> pick. One pick. One pick. What? Wow. Well, but it's, well, I mean, basically yeah. playing with your fingers. That's gambling. Uh, yeah. I, I did play a lot with the pick, though. And yeah, about half and a half. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a gig bag. It was a guitar carrying case. So yeah. Could put a stand in there as well, which was nice. What about when you're when you're using just a guitar? Uh, so that one's a probably a little bit trickier. So um, in one instance, I did when we talk about losing something, I lost the uh, the whammy bar oh, off man, of, yeah. off of the guitar and could not find this thing for. Wah, wah. You, you couldn't do the you couldn't, couldn't do, the do, Steve do, I, do the Steve Vai floating I, guitar. How? <laughs> um, and that that disappeared for probably like six months. So one of those magical moments where you open up something like, oh, there that thing is. Where has it been for? Where does it go? It's so funny because you can where tear a bag apart like a hundred times. You're like, it's not in here. It, it's in it a is. different dimension, it is. and then it comes back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So again, I don't. I don't never really carry the bags. I just put everything in the. Try to slam everything into cases. Interesting. So, like inside of the guitar case, like the string winder, the I like put a wah wah pedal in there, and like, <laughs> yeah, never had a bag, huh? I don't like the idea. That's of crazy. Things I want to carry one thing. Yeah. No, but I mean, I get that. You're. I mean, you know, I get it. Knowing you, I think it's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. I'm probably a little bit more, <laughs> more like our friend Chris, who <laughs> I like. My bag is, it might be, might be kind of, it's not ridiculous, but um, I'm definitely prepared. It um, is ridiculous it, when you go to practice. <laughs> it's like, do we really need to carry all this sh- stuff in well, into the basement Yeah, every time? But that's the bag. <laughs> if I don't bring it, I, it it's, it's the Murphy's Law thing. You just bring it. I just, there's nowhere that my guitar goes that the bag doesn't go, period. So um, my bag I got when I was 12 years old. Nice. My grandma and I, and so, we, you know, growing up in California, we, we went to when it was, you know, when you could take your kids to Tijuana. <laughs> we went, to the, went down to Mexico. And uh, we were, she just, she bought 
my brother and I each like a leather a duffel bag. It looks like it looks like a drug bag. It, it's like it looks like a Miami style like drug bag. That didn't surprise me. It's, very it's, nice. It's black awesome. leather. Yeah. Box style duffel, right? So it's got, you know, bunch of compartments and stuff, but one main. And yeah, you if it looked like if I was carrying that down the street, you'd open it up and find like kilos of whatever <laughs> whatever kind of Eight you know, balls. Drink, right? Um yeah. So, uh <laughs> a lot of those probably. Oh yeah. Um, roll out of there. So I've had that since forever. And there have been a couple times where I'm like, man, I need to switch this up and try something different. Maybe get something smaller. I don't need to take all this. And the like zippers Jeff still says, work, right? The all zippers, the zippers are... still work. It's leather. It's never going... Nothing's ever going to happen. It was made thing. right. But in it, this is, you know, I, I, I haven't... there. I think the only time I, ch- I truly, like, dumped it out, turned it inside out, and vacuumed it out, <laughs> I think, like, the only time I ever did that was actually the beginning of this year um, because I just realized I was like, it's probably time. I need to, it's like I need 30 years. There's later. stuff that I've lost somewhere in here. It's like Mary Poppins bag. I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's a lamp in here. And um, my stuff I carry, I used to carry quite a few tools. I had like a little, uh, like a, a zipper bag full of just, you know, got needle nose pliers, got wire cutters, got a, Pair of regular pliers. Those are always in there too. Teeny yeah. tiny ones. Yeah, you gotta have them. Um, had an arc welder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more of a TIG guy myself. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, and you know, just you, you start to accumulate things. It was like I have band aids in there. I have um, I have my original uh, wristband. This is kind of gross, but the original wristband I had when I first started playing in bands, way back way back had to have a wristband back in the day still do because that's the way that i play like if i don't like skin on my on my uh wrist arm area will just burn right off <laughs> it because i i play it a little bit lower and i anyways and doing mostly rhythm so i'm playing with a little more gusto um anyways that has never been washed <laughs> and that seems risky to me. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. It'll fall apart if you wash it. It might, like, legitimately. I think It'll it, lose all its power. It well, it definitely has its own power. I, but every once in a while, I just kind of go, you know, just make sure it's not death. And I mean, that thing's gone, got me through just for breeds 15, 20 years. That's impressive. I still have it. I need to get some. I got to knock on wood for that one because I don't lose it. Um, Velcro, extra Velcro, extra. So I got zip ties, extra. Oh, I have those pedal connections. I mean, the list. Just about any part that I'm using on stage um, that has to do with pedals. You need uh, zip ties because if you if there's like a terrorist or something, you need to be able to restrain them. I know, absolutely right. which you could also make a guitar strap out of several zip ties. Yeah. Uh, and then, but also microphone stuff. So then I got microphone stuff, connectors, mic clips, a uh, couple different kinds of tape, um, an extra strap, a couple capos, 
like all the general things, but it's always funny to just like, oh, there's those earplugs that I bought like <laughs> 10 years ago that disappeared oh. the day that I got them and I never found them. I or, forgot about that. Always have, I always have earplugs too. I've got like five or six different kinds. You got to have there. those. You might need them. Yeah. And you'll regret it if you don't have them. Yep. Um, and then, but I did downgrade. I, I pulled all the tools because I just got ridiculous and heavy and I'm like, look. I, I haven't uh, I bring a couple guitars so like I don't have to sit there and you know we should go around and and after you're done Todd and talk about estimate the weight of our Murphy's Law bags. Oh, uh, mine's twenty <laughs> pounds. Fifteen twenty easy. Yeah, mine's probably twelve. Yeah. Jeff, how 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 heavy do you think that can compete? <laughs> well, not with yours. No, anyways. yeah, so mine's. Already got everything. Um, mine might be 15. But I also feel like I have to bring a lot of... It's kind of a mother's bag, too. I mean, if I want to really be honest. Yeah. A little bit of a mother's bag. Yeah. Like, oh, you forgot your capo, Jimmy? Okay, I, good thing I brought mine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah, anyways. But it's... Uh, I think I'll probably stick with that gig bag. No, no point. And it's sentimental now. I tried to do something different. And I just realized, ah, forget about it. But it is the only problem with that. The, my main problem, and the only reason that I would potentially upgrade to a different kind of bag, is that typically when you're setting up on stage, it's dark. I have a black bag, and I'm looking for a lot of black Where the equipment. hell is it? You need a headlamp. Who took my bag? Oh, headlamp. Yes. I keep perfect. a clip-on light in my bag. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, Dude. Yeah. So if someone's like, hey, and I, if I'm reading the music, something like that, and they turn the stage lights way down, I'll be like, uh... You know, I forgot to mention too that was mandatory. Was a, a small floor fan that pointed right up what? at me. <laughs> yeah, when I when I went to gigs, I had to have a personal small fan so that your that hair was in would, front of me. You mean like way way back, like when you're doing like the the hair? Well, band yeah, and when stuff? I would jump around. Nowadays, I'm I'm a lot more still, but you know, back in the yeah. day, I was jumping around and did heavy metal and, and yeah. all that. Now it's a lot more. You don't. Calm you don't need. I a, never needed a, that because I played fan. so loud, and my <laughs> right. the speakers would, you know, shake the wind on my right. face. Well, even right. now, what if you have a summer gig or something, fans and you're outside of a restaurant, and you're doing in, you know. It's yeah, hot well, out. we just we just did one this summer where sweating all over your guitar. It was at least, I mean, it it was over 100 degrees. It was oh. definitely over 100 degrees. You gotta have airflow, bro. <laughs> and I am in all black, but like. Long long sleeve shirt, black long sleeve shirt, black pants. Like ouch, it, that was hot. I, hot, yeah. no I, cover, no cover. I no left cover. out an essential item that I have during my during the summer in my gig bag, and that is a small blue bottle of Gold Bond. Mm. Oh yeah, that that will. Save I have your nasal life. spray in mine. I do I, I do nasal spray because I guess when I'm singing, mm. I can't be having my nasality happen. No. So I keep that, and this is the biggest one. Okay, listeners, this is the biggest thing, period. If you put nothing else inside your gig bag, okay, liquid Band-Aid. Liquid Band-Aid. I have hmm. to agree with if that. If you don't know what liquid Band-Aid is. I don't. It is essentially you don't have that? No, military. What? I have it on my finger right Instant now. Instant coagulation. It's, it's, it's essentially um, military used it. Uh, in a field, and it was—it's like—I mean, you could say it's super glue or it's nail polish. It's like both, but it essentially is 
Did you say snail polish? No, nail polish. Oh. <laughs> what? Snail polish? <laughs> oh, no, I wanted, that's why I asked. Okay. That's actually kind of a funny idea. Like, like, It'd be a great product. Snail polish? No, but to, to actually like paint snails. There you and go. If, if Well, I have them in my aquarium. That would actually be kind of like crazy. It, it'd probably be better with like hermit crabs because it's like not actually their too. shell. Hermit crabs are stupid. Yeah. Anyways, um, unless you have them, then it's great. I'm all for it. Um, <laughs> but that guy in Finland. No, but them. but seriously, because like um, you know, if you're if you're in a winter um, or uh, a climate, uh, it's, what am I trying to say? It's if cold. you live somewhere where climate fluctuates, right? So we do. We're yes, in Ohio, in California. I never had to worry about this. Now I'm in you know Minnesota and Ohio, and it's like whoa, we should, my we should fingertips are splitting. We should explain. I don't think most that people will help it. understand what Ohio and the United States means as far as it gets down to negative 20 in the winter, and it can Not get, here it doesn't. It in did Minnesota last year. it does. It, a little yeah, northern once in a while. Negative, yeah. The coldest it gets is about negative 17, 18, 19 uh, Fahrenheit. Our, our listeners aren't going to have any idea what I'm talking about. No. <laughs> That's warm. Especially all the South American yeah. ones. But it's anyways... Like, so it gets Sorry. cold enough to, to and and to where the 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 moisture in the air gets sucked away and your fingers will dry and split. Or let's say you get in a bar fight or something, I, whatever. But if you're sitting there and you're ready to play and all of a sudden you got a, a, a cut or something, something happens. Th- th- for whatever reason, I need this. I've used it plenty, so I don't know if I'm just accident prone. But liquid band aid will save the day every single time and it's awesome i think that's it that's all the funky business i'm gonna buy some liquid band-aid dude i got some right at my desk i'll show you it's amazing i'm excited okay um okay our top four today is pick backup mechanism of choice you dropped your pick you need where, another pick. Where, do you, you drop, where do you go to get the next pick? Oh, no. What You're in I, the middle what, of a solo. What, what have I done? Yeah. Okay. And the girl of your dreams is staring at you, you. to pick fast. You're, yeah. yeah. Clock is ticking. Jared. Well, I use one of those pick pincher mechanisms that go on your microphone stand because I am always singing backup. So I always have a microphone stand. They're right in front of me. There's This thing holds about nine or ten picks. I can overload the little pick pincher thing, or I can just have them side by side, not overlapping, whatever I want. It depends what kind of fumbling mood I'm in. So usually at the end of this set, the first thing I do is put my guitar down, and I pick up piles of picks off the floor, and I reload the thing for the next set. Uh. That's what I use, and it's it's always worked for me. And once you have your system down, you, it's hard to change. Because I like it's hard those. To get used to. I, I I had one, and then I left it on a mic, and then I was like, "This is this is not a good method for me." I forgot to pick it up. Yeah. Nah. Ah, oh, damn, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> so, how many picks would you drop on average? Oh man, like for a song. <laughs> well, not for a song, but for I, I would say for a set of ten songs. Okay, eleven songs. Um, maybe four or five. Wow. So that's I mean, one. That's like one. You're just throwing them out there like Dave Mustaine, yeah. just right, playing right. to the crowd. All right. Um, 
Chris, go. I don't, um, I, this surprises me that I can say this. I very, very rarely drop a pick. Uh-huh. And I am very strummy. I'm a flat picker. So I'm doing a lot of, uh, I'm sort of emulating finger style, but with a pick when I play. Mm-hmm. But I very rarely, pl- very rarely drop, and when I do, I always keep one in my change pocket in my blue jeans. Oh, the little, that's the, the hardest little one pocket. to get into. The little baby pocket. That's the hardest thing. It is the hardest, but it's the only thing I keep. You in have there. to get that's, over that's your. You have to get underneath your your uh, machine gun bullet belt to. This get is your, true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, it works. And then sometimes I'll uh, I'll weave a pick into the strings in the headstock. Uh huh. Um, and then I also have a little rubber dealy that sticks between the strings and the headstock that's also a pick holder. Yeah, there's a little rubber dealy. And it's nice because and this is actually kind of cool. If you you know, if you take your pick and you strum the your headstock, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. yeah. When you're playing, that stuff is resonating. Yeah, no, I used to do that on somebody got when I play somebody got murdered. It, you know, like there you go. the beginning is like yeah. as yeah, but when you're chugging along on your guitar, those strings are ringing. Yeah, uh, ringing and this ding, little ding, rubber ding, thing uh, clips in between them and keeps them from ringing, and, and also keep, holds, a, holds pick. a pick. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Fantastic. Nice. Like okay, twenty-five cents. That's awesome. Nice, Jeff. Wow, Jeff. I never drop a pick either. Very rarely. Mm. Lies. So yeah, and being a bass guy, I just start using my fingers, so that gives me time to walk back to yeah. the amp. I just set them on my amp. Walk back, grab a pick. This guy's killing me. Why out is here. it so difficult? Do you guys get why the so li- liquid band aid on the pick? And that's why you never drop them. I don't know. No, that, that's an interesting thing. I think it's no, just, that would make it, it comes slip. down to how, probably I mean, how hard you play. Yeah, yeah that's right? true. Okay. You're a hard strummer. I'm going to bring this one home. So I've gone th- from having it on the mic stand. Uh, I've taped them to the mic stand, but that's a problem because I grab the mic stand and then my hands are stuck on that. Then I, that's a mess. Um, and so now like on the last gig, I said, F it, I'm just going to make a little roll of like a a little roll tube of, uh, I've got checkered duct tape and I stuck it on the, the butt end near my guitar strap and just stuck about five of them on there. And, that was cool because then I didn't have to reach, you know, I almost said, you have to reach around to get this. <laughs> uh, no, I just, you know, played and it's right there. So that's that's probably going to be my go-to. It's it's not aesthetically super awesome. But in this instance, it was kind of, you know, punk style. So, like, you know, I let it go. I have one more. Make I often will stick a single pick in the clip of the mic because I'm always singing when I'm playing. So I'll stick a mic. In the mic stick clip, a pig in the mic. you can Clever. hold. You can just, yeah. you know, it's holding the mic, and then you stick a little pick in there, and then that way, if you drop it, you just reach up and grab it and keep playing. Yeah. We opened up for Thirty Eight Special one time. Wait, what? Yeah, it was a long time ago. It, it was at Lyman Harbor, and I was envious because. Are you kidding me? You were dropping. I don't even know what to do with that. The guys, the guys pick stem, or the guys pick. Come on, man. We. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. You just dropped it. You opened up for 38 special on me. Well, let me finish my story. It'll make sense. What the hell? 
Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me start. With it. I was in a I was in a band that opened up for Thirty Eight Special in Sandusky, Ohio, at Lyman Harbor. Okay, so it's yeah. maybe five to a thousand crowd. No big deal. <clears throat> but they had the same kind of of pick holder as I did, but it was like three times as as long. I was jealous. I was thinking, where do you guys get those things? You had pick holder envy. Big time. Mm. I was like, I am not even near their level because their pick holder thingy was like the whole length of the boom stand. It was crazy. Yeah, but they're also throw, they're, they're they're also throwing them out to the crowd. There. I know. Mm. Every it, okay. you're gonna have to tell us about that. Over if you guys ever think it's later. cool to open up for a band like that, um, you know, it's it's yeah. It is I mean, cool mostly, in a way. Yeah, most people are going to say yeah. But you, the crowd out there, they don't give a rat's behind who you are. They want to see 38 Special. Yeah, but uh, that doesn't matter. It's the we point got, of like being able to say that. Like, how have you never told me that? That's insane. I don't know. Damn. I've never loved them. Fun. What Just else because, haven't you told me? Okay, all right. This is nonsense now. Get it. We got to get out of here. What the hell? All right. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye to our friend in Island Island. Call us. We love you. Send us. A, well, don't call us. But, you know, I mean, get in touch with us. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit us at our website at theguitarknobs.com for episodes, news, and guest profiles. You can get all social with us on our Facebook group at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash guitar knobs. Give us a tweet at guitar underscore knobs and check out our gallery on instagram at guitar knobs no spaces on that one